Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Ella Powell has been steadily releasing unforgettable singles. For me, they're unforgettable because they're always very happy earworms in my mind and they include Paper Town and Side Effects and the latest unforgettable single is Drive. Hi, Ella. Hi, Sophie. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Having a lovely time listening to the new songs. I'll start by asking you about it. What was the inspiration behind Drive? Yeah, so that one, it was so funny actually because I was just about to go in to record um, one of my other singles along the way. And I had a whole bunch of lyrics that I still had to sort of get finished for that. So I was sitting on the beach. Um, I think I was down at North America. I had my dog Maggie with me um, finishing those lines. And this song literally, it, it sort of was just one of those ones that just came out of thin air and it never happens. Like when people say inspiration just randomly strikes, it's a myth. It hardly ever happens. But this time, this time it sort of did. And I was sitting there like, wow, it's not what I need right now. But, you know, we've got like a whole song there. And I guess I'm still trying to work out whereabouts it's it's come from. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether I love, you know, going on road trips and exploring and, and you know, hanging out with, with people and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm still trying to work out where, what part of me that was written from. So it's quite a funny way that it sort of came about. Yeah. So I have to ask what sort of dog Maggie is. <laughs> oh, of course. Maggie's a Border Collie cross Kelpie. She's like nearly 10 now, but she's so beautiful. She, you'd think she's a puppy. She's so energetic. So because she's got that mix, does that mean she tries to round you up every time you go out for a walk? Actually, no. She's very, very timid. She's, um, oh. I think she's got more of like the relaxed Border Collie part of her. So, always got, if go. there's a dog involved I always have to ask oh always um, always no <laughs> but interesting because you said inspiration hardly ever strikes and I would not have thought that that's something you'd say about yourself because you know they, you have these lovely songs and you write mm. you you are so often writing so does mm. that mean that you think of yourself more as a songwriter who just has to sit down and nut it out not necessarily but I think like for example, the way I write a lot of the time is I'll have somehow I would have I will have a title or an idea, whether that's come from a conversation, personal experiences, other people's experiences, movies, whatever it is. And then it sort of creatively flows from there. But a lot of the time you don't just sit there and have an entire song just come to your head. Well, that's my personal experience anyway. Um that's that happened with Paper Town um and this one, but my other ones, I've sort of had that idea and then I've had to sit down and go, okay, well, how am I going to expand this idea? Where am I going to go? And then the rest just sort of flows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think every process is very different and that may just be me and then the way I write. But it'd be interesting to know if other people just sit there and get a whole song come into their head. I know, who was it? Bob, oh, was it Bob Marley? Is that, is that correct in saying? Um, I... I was listening to one of something about what he said a very long time ago and he would just have like dreams and wake mm-hmm. up and write an entire song. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool the way it all happens. Yeah, I'm, I never wake up remembering enough detail of a dream to be able to write anything, but I have heard of that happening. And yeah. maybe it's also that for you and your songwriting methods, yeah, you'll find as time goes on both work, that there'll be some songs that come to you complete and some that start as fragments. Oh, totally. And I think 
whether wherever you're getting the inspiration from it's still something you work on every day because it's your craft you know it's like exercise you know you're doing the same things to exercise your brain and yeah so it's definitely something you've got to do repetitively and so do you think part of that doing it every day is clearing out some stuff that won't be useful it's like I'm just going to get this out of my head to, to write something great Totally. And, you know, so many times, even if it's not useful, then I might come back in a year and see that. And that's, that's happened so many times. That's been another line in my songs, you know, like I feel like everything is useful in some way, um, whether it's in that moment or five years later. Yeah. So to bring it back to the single drive, what I'd like to know is what songs (laughs) you listen to when you're driving. Oh, oh, a great question. Oh, Taylor Swift, the new Midnight's album. I'm a bit of a fan, bit of a fan. Um, Kelsey Ballerini, love her. And also just some incredible country pop Australian artists, Casey Barnes, Missy Lancaster, Rachel Farham, um, Southbound, like just so many of those incredible artists that I that I really look up to. Um, Casey Chambers, um, Shane Nicholson, you know, all those artists, they write such incredible music. So they're all on my um, car playlist as well. And who else? A bit of Coldplay. I do love Coldplay. Love Eva Cassidy, Jewel. There's so many. My car playlists um, are very extensive. <laughs> <laughs> and since you mentioned Midnight's, any artist I've been interviewing lately who I, who I know is Taylor Swift inclined, I am asking about Midnight's, do you have a favourite song? Oh, on the new, the 3am edition is called Bigger Than the Whole Sky. Have you Mm. heard that one? Yes. Oh, that one is just, yeah, next level. Um, That's probably my, it is. Yeah, I was, it came on in the car for the first time and I was like, oh my God, wasn't expecting that. I was like, what is this? (laughs) Um, But no, that one's, yeah, that one's got to be the best, I reckon. And so I also asked the next this question, which is folklore or evermore? If you're a Taylor Swift fan, do you have a preference out of the two? Probably evermore. Ah, me too. See, mm. everyone's been saying folklore, but no, no, I'm with you. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, I do. I do agree. We can dissect that separately. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's already a whole new interview for that. <laughs> right. Now you, I imagine, drove to Tamworth in April this year and uh, you were the first artist I saw performing there, which was on purpose. I had looked at the program. I thought I'm going to arrive at that time. We'll go and see Ella. Um, and you popped up in several places because I would see you here and there. So it was a really busy week. What was your highlight of Tamworth 2021? 2022, what year are we in? Yes, <laughs> who knows, who knows. Um, oh, the fan zone stage was pretty special. Um, it was, yeah, it was packed and it was just so much fun to get up there, do all of my own originals, having people, you know, sit, sitting there knowing the words, like that was that was a pretty awesome feeling. Um, and just getting to see so many other artists, meet so many awesome people. And yeah, now I've got heaps planned for January. So for the right. next one, so it's going to be big. Yeah, right. I, well, I'm not surprised. When you have a festival like that, though, where it is packed, you're playing a lot, mm. there's a lot going on. Do you then sort of take a while to recover creatively? So it's like a, no songs pop up for a couple of weeks after that oh. sort of thing. I actually, it's actually more of a break, I think, when you're performing live for so long and you're completely focused on that. You're not, you might write a little bit, but not a huge amount. So I find that actually when I get back, I have so much more to write about. So I sort of find it the opposite, actually. It's more of a creative rejuvenation, if you call it. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
And a lot of people make connections. A lot of artists like you make connections at the festival, which that can then lead to co-writes and all sorts of things. So are there any particular artists you've connected with that you think you may work with or wish to work with down the track? Oh, I've, yeah, I've been working with so many incredible artists. Um, uh, Shane Nicholson has been co-producing a lot of my stuff with Matt Fell. Mm. Um, I've been working a lot with Bryce Sainty. We've been doing a lot of rights together. Um, other artists based on the coast as well. And then Emily Hatton, I'm sure you would oh, yeah. sure you'd know her. Um, we met at the Tamworth Country Music Festival just gone. And now in January, we're doing a co-headlining show together. Fantastic. Um, so that's going to be sort of announced soon. So that's a little sneak peek for the audience today. <laughs> Oh, when it's released but um <laughs> yes so that's gonna be really really fun um and yeah we've written a bunch of songs together and yeah it's so many people it's awesome yeah it's one of the the great features of that festival that it does give artists because I think because it's 10 days you have a chance to actually see a few different people if it yes. were just two days like a weekend festival maybe not so much yeah no totally agree yeah no it's it's a very special event that one now, I've talked a bit about songwriting with you already in this interview, but I, I did want to ask about your sense of melody because it's it's mm. really, really strong. Your melodies are so memorable um, and uh, and they're, they're not sweet as in saccharine. There's just this this sense to them that they're really captivating. So I'm wondering if melody is something that's that's always been a strength for you or mm. whether you've worked on it as a piece of musical craft. Yeah, so melody has always been my strongest point, always. Um Lyrics is for a long time I worked on that continuously to sort of build that craft more. Um, but melody has always been something that will come so easy to me. Like I'll sit down and I'll have a melody for a song out in five, ten minutes. Like it's just one of those things that is just my brain just really subconsciously does. Mm-hmm. Um, lyrics now is pretty much the same, but if you'd asked me that question maybe two years ago it would have been lyrics were much much harder for me mm-hmm. um but I also think that's down to life experience and you know all that that kind of stuff as well yeah so when it comes to choosing the songs you record because as you said you've done a bit of recording with Matt Fell um do you follow your instinct or now that you've been doing this for a little while do you start to become conscious of who the audience might be and pick songs that perhaps could work on radio Oh, I think it's I think it's a bit of both. Um, you definitely get that instinct where you know that it's a, a good song and that people are gonna like it. But I also think at the same time you have to look at what you've previously released, um, how that one's gonna compare, you know, the differences in them, um, definitely the audience. So it's I think it's a bit of everything, but especially when you're writing the song, following your gut is a very important thing. That's what I've done for all of mine so far I think now because I'm writing so many songs that I'm I'm feeling really happy with it's more of a selection process rather than a following sort of that instinct um and sort of also mapping out you know okay in three months I'll have this release in another three months then an album and sort of putting together the whole bigger picture beyond that one single itself. Mm-hmm. And the three month timeline you mentioned is a streaming thing. As I discovered a little mm-hmm. while ago, that it's a good yeah. idea to have a song out every three months. Now along the way has had over 150,000 Spotify streams. So that must've been hugely gratifying. Oh, it was, it was an incredible feeling um, to, you know, get it onto so many playlists and radio stations Um and, and, you know, just watch that on Spotify, just keep going over. Like I was just, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was an amazing feeling that so many people were 
connecting with it and and I had so many messages about it and it was yeah it really did a lot for me that song so I'm I'm very grateful for that one and um drive has been the same on radio radio right. for drive has been huge so that's been awesome as well because I imagine it is extremely hard to get a song onto radio because there is a lot of music being released and as an Australian artist you are in competition <laughs> with artists from overseas because the radio stations can pick whatever they like yeah Um, so yeah it's is it does it sometimes feel like oh how am I ever going to get this song on so when one does get on and take off it's even more special yeah I think it's also down to you know the team that you've got around you and the people um you know you make connections with and work with that has a very big part of it because obviously you know it's hard to do just completely solely to connect Mm -hmm. to all these radio stations um but oh, it was definitely a- an incredible feeling, like seeing, you know, getting the reports and just seeing it on thousands and thousands of stations. Like it's, it's an awesome feeling knowing that you know people are picking it up all around, you know, the world now, which is, which is amazing. And that was really the goal for Drive. I was like, I really want this one to be, to be able to be really radio worthy, which I think is a decision as well, like a creative mm. decision. Sometimes you can steer away from that and sometimes you can really go for that sort of radio-y sound and that's what we wanted to do for this one so yeah I think we did okay <laughs> so I'm pretty happy with that <laughs> yeah, absolutely and yeah you are you said you mentioned the team around you you are an independent artist you're self-managed you have to think of all these different components and uh yeah I mean thinking about what works on radio is a big consideration and mm. some people might say oh well just you know just make the art you want to make and of course the art you want to make is art that people hear I imagine yeah yeah oh totally I think the most important thing is being authentic and being yourself because you know there's not another person like you in the world and mm-hmm. I but I think that's something you really learn growing up I think that takes a bit of time to to understand especially as an artist um but I'm very lucky to have the people around me that I do you know like being an being an artist especially independent it's like 20 jobs in one mm-hmm. um I'm sure so many people would say that but you know now I've you know, I'm working with Checkered Label Services. I've got Stuart Coop doing all my publishing, Matt Fell, Shane Nicholson doing my producing, um, Cameron Craig doing all my videography, another lady doing all my photography. So there's just, I've got a whole team around me for for everything now, which is awesome. So I can bounce off, you know, all my ideas, but also focus more on the creativity of the writing and, and that aspect of it. So in order to manage all of those things, and yes, you have the team in place, but you still have to keep track of all of that. Um, so yeah. do you consciously set aside time to do the business stuff as a, and keep it quite separate time-wise from your creative work? Yeah, look, I try not to be too structured around around that. I try to just, you know, go this week, all right, what, what are my main goals? What do I need to get? sort of done I guess it just depends where you are whether you're in release week or you know you're a month off releasing you know that's always huge admin wise and stuff Mm. um but I think it really depends what timeline you're in and then sometimes you know more will have to be given to that side of it whereas you know where I'm at now I've just released my last song going into recording studio again so it's more of that creative time Mm -hmm. so you've released your last song from the batch you recorded is that what you mean yeah yeah so um drive yeah we recorded that one maybe four or five months ago um so yeah so now I'm back into the studio soon sort of start of next year to 
record a whole more bunch of new stuff and hopefully an album in the works for end of next year, start of 2024. So still a little while away, but it's all brewing in the background. <laughs> Which is very exciting. So are the songs you're going to record done or do you still like to tinker a bit when you get to the studio? Um, oh, when I've, when I know that I'm recording one, I go in and it's, it's all ready. But right. I think for the album, you still got a year of, you know, you still got a lot of time. So I like to just be a bit flexible in that because sometimes, you know, creativity comes when you're, you're not really expecting it. So. Yeah. So you have some Tamworth shows coming up the, uh, yes. <clears throat> not so secret now show with Emily Hatton, obviously playing around a bit probably at fan zone as well and then after that if yeah. people want to see you live are you are you playing local to you do you try well I mean I suppose things are still up in the air a bit yeah well I'm um supporting Catherine Britt I think that's actually that might be before Tamworth um yeah that is before Tamworth actually a couple weeks before so doing some shows with her and then afterwards that's all sort of in the there's a lot going on but it's all sort of in the pipeline hasn't really been announced yet but I will definitely keep you posted once it's it's all out there and all the finer details have been um, sort of confirmed. But, yeah, there's so much to look forward to next year. I can't wait. Which is great. Very exciting. And, of course, I'm expecting that you will drive, yes, pun intended, to some of the gigs that you're playing. <laughs> oh, I will be. I will be my little Ford Fiesta. <laughs> Yeah, just squish uh, everything into it. Yeah. Well, I do hope you put your own song on your playlist. In the meantime, other people can put Drive on their playlists for summer. Yes, yep. Ella Powell on Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you can find music pretty much. My Facebook page, Instagram page, ellapowell.com on my website has all my latest shows and, yeah, everywhere pretty much. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to news of, of shows and of music. And, Ella, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Yes, you too. Thanks so much for your time once again. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.